Welcome back to the Sportsbet Football Podcast. Uh, the round of 16 is finished and we're down to, um, well, it's not quite the pointy end uh, of the tournament. Uh, certainly the proddy end, um, the protuberant end. I'll leave that there. Uh, Russia's fairy tale continues with their Arvin, Ivan Drago-esque heroics against Spain, seeing Putin's pugilist through to a, a tie uh, against a lackluster Croatia. Um, certainly one that... Uh, a lot of rest and relaxation could see them getting through. Uh, lots of good nutrients going into the Russians, um, it's been reported. Uh, Brazil bullied Mexico and Belgium gazumped the blue samurai. England finally ended their World Cup penalty drought in a game that was as bad-tempered as a sports bet advertising complaint. Um, apparently trimming your pubes on television, uh, not to everyone's taste. Uh, in the process, um, they have actually set off England. The, they've set off the best meme of the tournament, certainly, so far. The uh, football's coming home memes and um and football is coming home england are going to win the world cup into five dollars fifty to answer that question um or to or to provide the rebuttal to that claim brett Everton joined us and the argentinian or the the angriest argentinian since diego maradona it is dave mcdonald dave how are you konnichiwa konnichiwa and brett how are you um good thank you mate very good gentlemen that was a uh, a very interesting round of 16 who impressed you most um during those those games i'll start with you brett i'm going to uh i'm going to say brazil i think um i thought they were they were pretty comfortable and uh deserved uh 2-0 winners and like i said they've been my pick from the beginning of the tournament and uh i'm going to stick with that and i think they they're going to go all the way yeah, you I mean you have been on the Brazil train, um, you know, since it started rolling. So that's uh, something to hang your hat on. They were certainly the most impressive for me, and they looked comfortable against Mexico. A Mexico team who I think have gone out in the round of sixteen for the last seven World Cups. Um, surely a feat in and of itself. David, how about you? Who was there anyone who was more um, impressive? Than- I'd have to go with the French. Um, they were pretty drab in the group stages and weren't in a spot of bother, but. You know, two one down after fifty uh, odd minutes, they kept it together um, and ran out easy winners in the end, and they seem to have got their groove now. Well, we'll start with uh, Uruguay Portugal. We all picked this one, um, which um, you know, probably an, an, a congratulations, a pat on the back for all of us there. Um, they really dominated Portugal, who were poor. I think it's fair to say, and uh, I don't think anybody saw saw that one going any other way. Um, Uruguay, obviously, first game up tonight against France. They're paying four sixty in ninety minutes. The draw three ten. France two dollars in ninety minutes. Um, which way do you see this one going, guys? Um, we'll start with you, Dave, our, our resident South American. Well, it's all about uh, kind of uh, Cavani injury and where he's where he's at. Um, he's going to be a massive loss if he doesn't start. So, with the doubts, it's kind of. Um, it's hard not to kind of take a stare with France. Uh, Uruguay were very impressive against Portugal. Actually drifted in the market before the game, went off outsiders. Um, but they were, I was very impressed by them. The, you know, could easily with the likes of Diego Godin and them guys and Pepe, there was a lot of dirty kind of players around. They could have descended into a bit of Kind of a bit of a dirt show, but um, a dirt show. I don't know. I just technical, up. technical term. Yeah. <laughs> I, think they sh- I think they show dirt shows on those little <laughs> underground shops around the corner from us on uh, Queen Street. Also in Montevideo as well. It's quite common. Um, 
But I thought that they were yeah, very good and probably one of the best uh, one-twos between Cavani Suarez we'll ever see. Oh, uh, the, the most long-range one-two I think I've ever seen. And and everyone is talking that Cavani goal up. That comes off his shoulder 100%. There is, I've not seen an angle that suggests anything otherwise. Um, a shoulder goal, still a goal. Um, are they going to miss his... It's, it's likely Cavani out at this stage, are we saying, or not? Seemingly he trained, but... I don't know. You'd have to side more with uh, Ben out. Yeah, and if if he is out, is that going to be a, a massive problem for Uruguay uh, for you, Brett? Or do you do you think that they can do, get the job done with just Suarez up front? Yeah, Cavani being out is obviously a. Or if he is out, will be a, a massive loss. Um, I think if Cavani plays, um, I'm. I think Uruguay will get the job done. I think they're just. Uh, much more of a, a well-balanced side than than what the French are, and uh, yeah, I think they've been they've been good all, all tournament, and I think they'll they'll continue that that good form and and somehow uh, manage to to get the win. It's certainly going to be the best pair of centre backs the French attack has come up against. Um, you you can't imagine them getting the kind of freedom in between the lines that they've had against against the teams they've played so far. That game against Argentina was just a shootout, really. Um, uh, it's hard to draw many conclusions from France's progression so far. I don't think we've seen them tested in a meaningful way. Uruguay about the most well-drilled team. They've been playing together for the longest. They've got a coach who's, you know, been in charge for getting on for 17 years. I think he think he's the longest coach, the longest standing coach in in world football bar none ever. Um a man who's sort of created the whole sort of structure of Uruguay and national football at every single level. Um that's a, that seems like a good foundation for success at these type of tournaments. Whether they've got the in whether they can sort of cope with the individual skills France has, we will find out. Twelve o'clock tonight, and um, we'll just get a quick correct score from each of you, David. Which way do you see that one going? Um, no Cavani, the French will wear them down one nil. One nil, <laughs> not something to be staying up for, maybe. And Brett, yeah, I'm gonna go the other way, I'm gonna. Go for the Uruguayans and a two-one scoreline. Yeah, I've I've got Uruguay winning this two-one as well. Um, not that that means anything. I'm an idiot. Um, we'll move on to Brazil versus Belgium, uh, the Battle of the Bees. Belgium, um, obviously, the probably the game of the tournament so far for me. A very stirring comeback against um, Japan, who I think were. I think won a lot of fans at this tournament. They're always they're always fun to watch. They're always you know organised and and play in the right spirit of the game. Their fans clean up the stadiums before and they their leave. Players. But and the players they cleaned up the really? dressing room afterwards. Just just great blokes. Uh, you know that was it was such a shame. And, and from the second, I think from that corner when the ball was rolled out to De Bruyne, it was like watching a horror movie. It was like watching Final Destination. It didn't seem for a single second like that ball was going to end up anywhere other than the back of the net. And when um, when Lukaku stepped over it, and you know Chadley, not a player who's enamoured many um, in the Premier League, struggling to even get into the West Brom side. Um, does he deserve a moment of World Cup um, glory? Who can say? Um, how do you see this one going, Brett? Do you think Brazil will just roll over uh, that Belgium defence, or do you think um, do you think Belgium can offer some some sort of looks that maybe Brazil haven't seen so far? Certainly, the best attack they've come up against. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Belgium are going to offer some resistance. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad Belgium got the job done over Japan. Japan did themselves proud, but um, no, it set up obviously a, a mouth-watering clash between Brazil and Belgium. And um, yeah, two teams full of talent. And I think what's going to win this one is uh, probably the difference in, in the defences of, of both teams. I feel Brazilian are just a little bit more solid at the back than what Belgium are. Um, so in saying that, I think um, obviously Brazil are my pick for the tournament. I think they'll get the job done and I'm going to go for a winning scoreline 2-1. Very good, very good. Um Interesting, though, that Belgium, I think, reverted from, you know, this sort of very nice, attractive attacking football that Martinez teams like to play. They've always been suspect at the back. That is a that is a, um, a trait of his teams more broadly. Um, it's very interesting, though, that they just threw on Fellaini, let's bang crosses into him. And then, you know, the, the looping goal from Vertonghen, the jam, the, genuinely one Jammies. of the jammiest goals I've ever seen in the World Cup. Um shocking and disgraceful but also in in many ways when things like that happen you it's like playing FIFA when you get a goal like that you know that FIFA is working for you and is trying to help you out and it just seemed like one of those games when come hell or high water Belgium were going to win is that look going to run out here against the Brazilians David a team with their own sort of overarching narrative um, redemption on offer with the Germans out Belgium looked like they were in big, big trouble at 2-0 down and then Vertonghen got that kind of poxy goal and uh, just changed. You just knew they were going to win and as you say, two donkeys of the Premier League in Fellaini and Chatterley kind of outshine the glamour of Hazard and De Bruyne. Um, I totally agree with Bryce around their defensive capabilities. Um, Munier, who plays for PSG and Carrasco, who must be the first Dalian Yafang um player to ever reach a quarterfinals of a World Cup I'm sure Ollie you can stat check that <laughs> I think they're going to get caught out against Brazil but Belgium do have the players and because of Neymar diving around um, just for that alone I hope Belgium do a number on them sorry Brett to break that to you yeah it is it is Brett probably yeah. the one thing you would have to say supporting Brazil is usually fairly easy but when you see Neymar who he did have his ankle stood on that is inescapable but his his reaction to to that incident among among the most embarrassing things i've ever seen on television cringeworthy to the point of just despicable and when you're that good why do you need to do it it's just you know you've got var there now you don't need to carry on like a fucking nelly is Nelly an offensive word these days? I don't really know what it means. Um, is that is uh, what? What was your take on that incident? It's you know sparked um, outrage worldwide. Um, Neymar not too fussed himself, it would seem. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, uh, from a player's point of view, I think it's it's completely embarrassing, and I I agree with your point. He's he's that good a player, and everyone enjoys. Watching him work his magic on the pitch, why does he let him down himself down in in this way? It's uh, it's really disappointing because um, I'm a fan of his play, but uh, his reactions off the ball are, are disgraceful. It undermines his entire legacy, surely. Um, you know, in Brazil he will be adored, come what may, but globally, people are always going to remember him for those things, regardless of what he does with the ball at his feet. I can't imagine you, Brett, during your career 
you know, as much as Gary, you know, Gary Lineker very famously never got a yellow card during his career. I would, I wouldn't put it past you have never dived during your career. Is that is that true, or did you, is that were there one or two times when you did take a sneaky role? Uh, I wouldn't say a role, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I def- definitely didn't roll around like he did. But you know, it's it's part of the game. You, you try and win um, free kicks and, and whatever you can for your team. But uh, there's a there's a line you can cross, and he's gone way beyond that. Yeah, well, very well put, and and diplomatically so. Um, right into Sunday, um, the twelve o'clock game, Sweden versus England. Um, football is coming home. Um, or is it, David? Well, as um, we've known in other podcasts, I might um, have a slight dislike for England. <laughs> but, you know, we all have to be lovers in life. So I spent uh, $2.19 um, yesterday getting a new ringtone. Can I play it, Ollie? Yeah, you can play it if you'd can like. You? Dave. Just give you a sneak peek of what it is. <laughs> um. To me, to me now, clearly, inarguably, the case: uh, football is coming home. It is coming home. Football is coming home. Um, or is it? <laughs> well, they were still pretty poor against Colombia. I mean, no. Colombia tactics were a disgrace. They've got the players, and okay, what do I call it? The last time, dirt job or something. So yeah, d- d- let's, yeah, let's d- change dirt show. Yeah, dirt show. <laughs> so Colombia's tactics were shithousery. They were just how they in, uh, finished with eleven men is I don't know how that happened. They got the goal at the end, pretty lucky, and then in extra time, they actually realised that they were probably the better team, and um, it was all too late at that stage. So. That that said, um, England are in the quarterfinals, have uh, lost in a meaningless game against Belgium, beat two crap teams in Tunisia and Panama, out of sorts, Colombia, who cares, they're in the quarterfinal, and like they've got Sweden, so <laughs> it's maybe coming it, home. It just does not get easier, does it? I mean, like, and then you look ahead, Croatia or Russia, um, I actually thought they were fine against Colombia. Colombia, who were just disgraceful it was like the fact that Hammers was out they clearly thought this was carte blanche for us to just go out there and try and hack our way to the uh, quarterfinals uh, Mark Geiger the American referee lost the plot um, only gave a yellow card for a headbutt on Jordan Henson it wasn't like a brutal headbutt but it was an intentional headbutt in the letter of the law there is no there is no scope for a yellow card when that happens Um England completely bossed the game for seventy minutes. Got the got the penalty. Like the idea that I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand why you would ever mark Harry Kane that tightly. He scored one goal from a corner and has now got what two penalties from corners. So just clearly, the better option is to just mark him normally. He isn't an incredible aerial threat. Uh, in the box at all, anyway. Um, just a baffling. Just you know that people are looking at it. Why do it? Um, that Colombia team was it was just a complete frustration for me. In the last twenty minutes, they were superb. In the first half of extra time, they should have won the game. Um, England came back a bit in the second half of extra time, made a couple of chances. It's just I just th- I just thought the whole game was baffling. From a, if I was a Colombian, I would be uh, spewing. What was your take on the game, um, Brett? Um, sorry for going on there. I appreciate that I'm the host, and my view is very much to, very much a third kind of view. Yeah, no, no Colombia were. I had high hopes uh, for 
for Columbia against England. I thought, I think I actually picked them to to beat to beat them. Um, but I think you're right. Without Rodriguez, they just uh, seem to, uh, I guess, forget what uh, what they're all about and how they got there in the first place by uh, playing uh, an attractive style of football. It was, yeah, disappointing that. Um, Obviously, the way the game panned out wasn't a, a great spectacle to watch. But, uh, yeah, obviously, England find themselves uh, in the quarterfinals and uh, have got a good draw against Sweden. But Sweden have been a team that have been, I guess, underestimated all tournament and they just keep on coming up with the goods. Um, again, a well-balanced, drilled team. And I think, uh, looking at it, I think it's a, a tricky one for England and I'm not sure who's going to come out on top. Yeah, well, we've currently got, let's have a look, where are we? Uh, Sweden, $4.80, England, $1.90, the draw, $3.25. I hate to point this out to everyone, um, but it is a continual problem. Um, All bets at this stage are resulted at 90 minutes. If a game goes to extra time, your bet will be resulted as a draw. Um, So stop complaining on Twitter. That's why the draw is there. That's why you can bet on the draw. Um, if If you want to bet on the team to qualify then you need the to qualify markets. Let that be the last of it. It won't be. We write this on the markets, David. True, but I reckon um, Colombia's uh, 94th minute equaliser probably didn't help um, no. get your heads across <laughs> it. It um, was... Uh, it's, yeah, exactly. It was uh, The penalties, uh, hats off to Trippier, who had a comical, tried to clear the ball off the line, stood up and took one. Rashford was on the pitch for two or three minutes at his tender age and... Uh, got his penalty and Eric Dyer who came on because Southgate thought the game was wrapped up and was useless and he stood up at the end I'm not sure what size glo- uh, hands Ospina has that he couldn't get his hand to it but he probably should check his bloodline and see if you related to Trump because <laughs> I reckon uh, there's something there Yeah, tiny, tiny hands I was very impressed with Jordan Pitford I felt that save um, from what, Uribe was oh. one of the great saves and shots if it had gone in yeah, it probably the all-time great World Cup goal, and just an incre- incredible save. And then for Kieran Trippier, who it doesn't go over him; he just kind of like misjudges the bounce. It is hard when a ball's bouncing kind of at your feet that steeply, but you've kind of just got to make that clearance. He's impressed me all tournament though, and I thought he was he's been one of our better players, and that was one of the better penalties. Um, the Eric Dyer penalty about as convincing as Gareth Southgate's um, in, in Euro 96. I was staggered that it went in. I think, you know, just... My, so I um, I took all the penalties for the uh, the Vera Lins back in my uh, in my pub football days in the UK. And I would have taken, I reckon, 30 penalties over the course of three years. And David, my penalties never went between 88 and 94 degrees, straight down the middle as hard as I could. Do you know how many I missed? None. Not one. Straight down the middle as hard as you can. That's my advice. Letizia-esque uh, stats. He missed one, was it? One? Yeah, one. As same, same as Eric Cantona. He had that uncanny ability to change his mind at the last second and always send the goalkeeper the wrong way. He was my personal favourite. Um, Julian Dix, um, a great YouTube if you want to go and search for a, a, a real man's penalty taker. Um, again, just absolutely blasts them. Um, so the thing is with penalties is there was a, they showed a stat up on the screen where Kane takes his penalties. They nearly all go to the keeper's right. Mm. Now, if I'm a keeper, I would probably spend two minutes before the game and go, I wonder where the England penalty taker puts his penalties usually. 
and take a gamble going that way. But yeah. they just don't do that. No. I, I just every I, it happens so often. It's 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 it is bizarre to me. Like you, and basically, if you're right footed, chances are you're putting it in the right. I think it's something like seventy five percent go to the right, and the rest go down the middle. And very very occasionally, you'll, you'll see them open up the body. And I think if you looked at all of ours. They were pretty much the same. England have been practicing penalties in training, though. Clearly, something they've been thinking about. And and the first time that anyone has taken the, you know, the remarkable step of practicing something that you might have to do in the match. It, what a crazy idea! Anyway, England through um, Sweden. I think uh, Sweden are a real bogey team for England. Consistently get results against them. I can see this one going to penalties again. Um, whether that. Whether we've got enough to get through there, um, we shall see. Football's coming home, David. So we've got to get through. Russia-Croatia, the last game, the last quarterfinal. Uh, Russia, um, a lot's been said about them. Uh, (laughs) They should have gone out in the group stages. They're the worst team to ever get to the quarterfinals of a competition. Um, there is something strangely likable about them, which is sort of you know the, I guess the how Rocky works as a movie, Rocky Four. Um, Zuba, my breakout player of the tournament, however old he is, um, a big John Hartson style centre forward. Um, are they going to get the job again, done against Croatia, a team that kind of didn't look that interested in the last game? I thought against Denmark and were lucky to scrape through in probably one of the poorer penalty shootouts we've ever seen. Uh, Russia, on the other hand, putting on an absolute clinic against Spain uh, with their penalties. How do you see this one going, Brett? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, to be honest. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a tough one to pick. Um, I, I would like Croatia to, to get the job done. I think there are I think they are a better team than 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 Russia, but obviously Russia playing at home, um, they've shown that. I guess they're they're a diff- difficult team to beat, so really hard to predict. Um, but I feel Croatia might just have a little bit too much room. Croatia might just have it. So you see that happening in um, normal time, or do you see this one going to extra time? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, Let's say we'll go, we'll go for a 1-1 one, one, uh, in normal time. Three dollars ten uh, for the draw. And I'm going to go for Croatia to get the winner in extra time. And then Croatia paying $1.50 to qualify for the next round. Russia, $2.50. David? Um, yeah, like Croatia um, against Denmark struggles against uh, Denmark with their strength and long balls and so forth. Uh, Russia will have a bit of a feel about that as well, so... Um, it's kind of like Putin's power against the Croatian midfield. Which which wins? Um, there's been a, there's been a lot of talk, David, and you know you you you're at the pointy end of this. You're the man taking the bets. A lot of talk about shenanigans. A lot of talk about um, supplements. <laughs> um, a lot of talk about you know you know Russia. Let, let's be let's be brutally honest. Russia are very good at influencing the results of global events as proved um you know well not proved as is currently uh the subject of an investigation by um several american intelligence agencies and you know committees of 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 senators do we need that type of investigation into russia's um success at this world cup or is it just the case that like england in in 1966 they're just spurred on uh, like south korea previously like they're just spurred on by the home crowd or are they cheating? <laughs> like, is that what? What? What is your impression as a, an expert? 
as an expert on cheating and global politics, influencing global politics. Well, when I lived in... Um, You're an Argentinian, so you yeah. know what cheating is. Um, yeah, the, well, look, Russia, the group is easy and Spain's tiki-taka has run its sell-by date, is, is up. Um, tiki-taka is over. The death it's of tiki-taka. Um, so, you know, they played well in that match. Uh, this Croatia, the way Croatia play will tell us a loss. I actually, I've got a bigger problem in this game is a mate of mine, Shamey, he's uh, up in Sydney, Shamey Gallagher, he's uh, dating two girls at the moment and one is Russian and one is Croatian. <laughs> and, uh, Who's he taking to the well, game? Both want his time during this match, so I might try and fill you next week how that goes. <laughs> um, I love that you've given both. So, a, a, is anyone called Shamey? There's probably maybe two Shameys in, in, in all of Sydney, but you've, you've gone the extra step, Dave. You've really been very assertive. Shamey Gallagher, <laughs> yeah. if there's any doubt. So we'll see what he picks. Um, maybe that can tell us a bit like the octopus. Whoever his date is will be the winner of that match. So we'll have to let us know. We'll tweet. We'll tweet out who Shamey is uh, has decided to take on this date, and then we'll all back it. If Shamey takes out the Russian, that's three dollars ninety-five. The Croatian, two dollars fifteen. Just to just to point that out. Perfect. I go for Croatia. Um, just think that midfield of Rakitic and Modric, Persic. Um, and Rebic, they've just been they're the best midfield in the comp. Um, they got finally got through Denmark, even though um, our Tom Petty lookalike missed that penalty five minutes from the end. But I think they'll learn an awful lot from us, and they'll be looking at this draw um, as much as anyone saying they're never going to have a better chance um, ever again. And that's what you know. You would hope they remember is that you know if they get through this, they might have England or Sweden. And then they're in a World Cup final against a Brazil team who they can do. They can absolutely do Brazil. Um, Croatia currently still fifth fives seven dollars. Belgium six fifty. England five fifty. France five dollars. Brazil four dollars. Do you want to take Russia? If you think that Putin's influence can uh, can get them all the way there, twenty one dollars. Sweden twenty six dollars. Um, the only outsider beyond Russia. Well, gentlemen, it's been a, a it's been an absolute pleasure so far. We've got uh, two more podcasts to do, and then we might even do a little wrap. Um, but just just on this tournament so far, has there been sort of one moment that you think people have missed that you've personally enjoyed? Um, we'll start with you, David. Has there been a moment that will uh, live beyond this World Cup in a way that, say, Marco Tardelli's celebration against Germany or uh, Baggio's miss against Brazil, anything like that for you? Um, yeah, it's quite a moment actually. It's a, it's a personal one. Um, my punting hasn't been a one in this tournament, but um, I was on over yellow cards in uh, Switzerland, Serbia, and I needed a yellow uh, as it headed into injury time. And lo and behold, Shakiri is put through on goal, and he scores. And he's obviously quite ripped, possibly with some of them supplements the Russians have. <laughs> and um, as he struggled to get off his top, um, I was watching a delayed. Um, viewing of it so my wife was in the kitchen and as he delayed to get off his top I jumped off the seat not to celebrate the goal but to roar at the TV to say get that top off to get booked <laughs> and my wife was looking at me going what is wrong with you <laughs> but yes he got it off he got his yellow and I found one of my few winners well done that is that is great that is a, that is exactly what I wanted um, anything for you Brett do you have a story quite so uh, enjoyable as screaming on yeah. a man to take his top off <laughs> Not as enjoyable. Another one of those dirt shows. I think, uh, 
I think for me, uh, watching Mbappe the other night uh, play for France, he really announced himself on the world stage. And I mean, just uh, uh, electrifying pace, and um, everyone enjoys watching a player who can who can take players on and and make us, uh, I guess, get excited about the game of football. So. Just his entire performance was magnificent the other night and uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing more. Yeah, absolutely. 37 uh, kilometres an hour he got to with the ball at his feet um, when he uh, when he sprang forward for that penalty against Argentina. He was um, born in 1998. Isn't that frighteningly yeah, scary? Don't even say it, David. Um, <sighs> 1986 myself and I won't be... Uh, yeah, not a great year for football all round um, for many and various reasons. Uh, Alex Ferguson was made manager of Manchester United two weeks after my birthday, so but not that I can take credit for that. I wasn't consulted. Um, right, gentlemen, we'll uh, we'll leave it there. We'll try and get back around this table. Um, we might even get Brett down to uh, Melbourne if we're lucky. Um, just before the semi-finals, um, inevitably England versus Croatia in or Russia in uh, in that one. And then on to the final and, of course, uh, victory. I don't think. We shall see. Fingers crossed. Football's coming home. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Um, remember to gamble responsibly. Cool. Thanks very much. Ah. Thanks, guys. Football. Cheers, Bryce. Thank you. Cheers, Brett. Um, we'll, um, no I'll I, just... will, uh, I will be down on Tuesday, Ollie, I think. Ah, perfect. Um, so... No, yeah, good. That's just in time because... Um, I think Tuesday is when football's coming home. So that's good as well. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Well. It's not going home. <laughs>